because here's the thing. Hello, folks. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. You thought I was gone? Bum. I'm back. We like to have fun here in the T-Dot, the T-Dizzle, the Six. The place I've found myself for the last several years. The place I found myself when I was born. The place I literally found myself. And then lost myself. And then found myself again. And then lost myself again. And then found myself again. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick. Welcome. Thank you. Have I thanked you already? Well, thanks. Um, I didn't get to do a podcast in the last little while. Didn't get to do an episode. Didn't get to bring you all the love that I wanted to because uh, March? I don't know. March was like a classic thing that I've avoided for a long time, which was a lot of work for a little bit of money, you know? And uh, I love the part where I was like working and busy, honestly. I think I talked about that in the past episode. It was nice having a schedule. It was nice knowing, oh, I'm going over here at this time. And then I'm going to come back to there, which is here at this moment, the place I'm living. And that was very nice. And the problem was, you know, end of the month, it's still like, what? What? How? Who? Why? And I live in the socialist utopia of Canada. As some of you, uh, externs, those who aren't from here may believe. But those who are from here, you know, you know, Canada ain't the easiest place in the world to be a, uh, what would you call me? Working artist? Thank you. But, yeah, so, but it was busy, and it, it hasn't been that bad. Last week was worse. Last week, I was at my wit's end. I almost had zero wit. Then I had a wonderful time opening up for um, Picastro, which is Liz Heisen's project that's been ongoing for quite some time now. I remember her from the old days when I was first starting comedy. And she was like, hey, Nick, we're going to do a show again at the Transac. Of course, one of my favorite places to perform. I'll also be there on April 10th and the 7th. So you can see me there a couple times. And, uh, yeah, the, um, the show was great. It was just one of those things where I came in and I was like, synergy. That's what I felt with the crowd. Very specific crowd. Very specific crowd. I worry about this. Like, I honestly, if I were to be talking to a psychiatrist and they were like, hey, yo. <laughs> That'd be an interesting psychiatrist. You walk in, hey, yo. I have had a psychiatrist like that. But that ain't none of my business, though. I sipped my tea just now. Anyway. If I were talking to a psychiatrist and I was like, who could, and they were like, who do you think you would appeal to as a human? <laughs> I would honestly say, you mean as a human performing comedy for people? Well, if they can key in to who I am, how, why, I, what it is I'm doing, like the way that I'm executing, trying to fill them with happiness, I would say anybody. But will they key in? And the thing is, when it's a bunch of people, like where 
Pico Castro show, which is, you know, the indie scene in Toronto people from, like, the early 2000s. Um, experimental musicians. Everybody was wearing a mask. The, ma- the Transact has a vaccination policy. you got to be vaccinated to get in there. And that crowd was into me. But, you know, I also yearn for a day where I'll perform to, like, a bunch of um, soccer hooligans, and they'll go, that was great. I mean, that type of thing has happened. I won't lie. But it doesn't happen enough. And it also makes me think that maybe... I don't try to sound like a smarty pants up there. I don't try to be like, well, this is so smart, but I don't know. People see a guy with glasses and uh, their minds flutter into the idea that this, this can't be for them. But they're wrong. Oh, how they're wrong. My comedy is for everybody. If I can still do it, because let me tell you, first of all, COVID cases through the roof. Roof, I got a roof problem. No more roof because the COVID numbers blew up the roof. Just kidding. I mean, they're not tracking the numbers here in Ontario. They said no more masks, no more checking for vaccines when you go into certain places. Just do your thing. And, that, and, and also, we're not testing as much. So, but if I look into my social media, it seems like a great deal of people living in this metropolitan utopia, m- megacity. Six to six dot T dot T Dizzle Hogtown, the big smoke. They're all getting COVID. Now, are they passing on? Not in my circle, not in this go round. Nobody seems to be in the hospital, knock on wood. So, but everyone's getting it. And I just want to do some stand up without getting COVID. Excuse me. And I want to get back into doing stand-up period. How the hell am I supposed to get back into it? If all the time people are like, they got COVID. And look, if it was a flu that everybody was getting, I'd be like, maybe I shouldn't perform until the flu is passed. I don't know. I'm confused. Are you confused? You're confused? If you, if you can soothe me, write weeklypodcast at gmail.com, W-E-A-K-L-Y, podcast at gmail.com so much has gone down so much has happened so much so much so very very much I found something important I'm going to give you a little tip for your mental sanity if you're like me if you're (laughs) which is the only person who listens to this podcast are people who feel some sort of kinship. And that's good. That's fine. But we're all kin. Some of us are just closer kin. And we can't get married. Kin can't get married to each other. Um, I got a tip for you. You go on YouTube and you search full movie. Now hear me out. Everyone knows that trick, right? But you don't search like New Marvel movie, new full movie. You're going to get some weird stuff. Definitely going to give your computer a virus that way. Do what I did. Search, like, 70s. And you can definitely find lots of old movies that way, like 40s and 50s. But 
I looked for those kung fu movies. The Wu-Tang Clan, the stuff that influenced the Wu-Tang Clan. Hong Kong stuff. Shaw Brothers. Gordon Liu, Master Killer. This was all stuff I loved growing up. And of course, Wu-Tang kind of like made it rhythmic. So I'd hear a sample from it and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> Please don't tell anybody I said yeah that way. Very questionable way of saying yeah. But yeah. all right, so... Or is it? Now, I questioned it just then, so that definitely tells me that, yes, it is questionable, because I literally said, or is it? Which is a question after calling something questionable. Think about it. So I watched this movie on YouTube. It was called The Mystery of Jack's Boxing. Starred some guys. Yeah, I watched The Mystery of Chess Boxing. Full film on YouTube. Not a long movie. Love that. Classic. A lot of these 70s, 80s Hong Kong uh, period piece set in the, I don't know, 1600s. Shaolin movies, they'll have the most abrupt endings you've ever seen in your life. The big bad guy fights the hero. The hero punches the big bad guy who falls to the ground. Freeze frame on the villain's face. The end. And I'm not saying that's how the mystery of chess boxing ends, but maybe that's how it ends. Also, mystery of chess boxing. The bad guy's name, Ghostface Killer. That's right. That's where it's from. And of course, the Wu-Tang Clan's Big, well, I think their first single might have actually been Mystery of Chess Boxing, but it was Protect Your Neck that got them really famous. Don't quote me on that, but it was a Wu-Tang, very famous Wu-Tang single. So, yeah. Search, like, your favorite kung fu movies from when you were a kid. They're on YouTube. You can watch them, and you'll feel nice. Now, if you're like me, they're keeping you up at night, and it's not that's not good, but... You know, we got to feel nice. I watched Ocean's Eleven. I watched Ocean's Eleven. Not the original, which I have seen. But <laughs> it's way, way too much of a brag. I don't want to brag, but I've seen uh, the original Ocean's Eleven, so you might want to let me into this, uh, the front of the line here at uh, A&W. But Ocean's Eleven starring George Clooney and Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, etc., Directed by Steven Soderbergh. Steven Soderbergh, who, when I was first getting into film and stuff, this guy, Steven Soderbergh, was like a, uh, a cult figure. He was an indie auteur hero. He had a movie called Sex, Lies, and Videotapes. Videotape? There was just one videotape in the movie. Uh, everyone loved it. Andy McDowell was in it, and for some reason, that was like her big... I'm a Sexy Lady movie. He did a cool movie called Schizopolis. And then, of course, Traffic. Traffic made him very famous. A-list, you could say. And since then, he's done, like, 9,000 movies. You might randomly see a movie, like some blockbuster, and it's like, that was directed by Steven Soderbergh. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not, Stevie? But yeah, it's, uh, 
It was cool. I think I was doing some busy work and I put on Motions 11. Sometimes that's what you got to do. It's just act like you're on a plane. Pick some random movie. Have it on. See an old actor you like. Smile. Go to bed. And that's what I did. And then the Oscars happened suddenly. And Will Smith slapped Chris Rock like in the face. And said, keep your, my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And for some reason, <laughs> the cameras stayed on it. Or maybe that was just in, like, the Australian version. I guess they might have cut it out of the American version. But we all saw it. Everyone saw it. And I kept saying to my pals, you know, like, he's getting to that age, Will Smith, where you really try to remember where you came from. And he's from West Philadelphia, born and raised. Now, he was mostly on the playground. But then one time he got in a fight with his mother. Became frightened. <sighs> anyway, I'm just trying to say maybe, you know, Philadelphia is a tough place. West Philadelphia, I'm pretty sure. I've, I've been to Philadelphia. I said, maybe it's a bit tough over here for sure. But then West Philadelphia is supposed to be a whole other thing. So he kind of, I think, was bringing out his, like, New York, East Coast rapper guy thing. Bravado. Philly versus Brooklyn. Chris Rocks are from Brooklyn. I don't know what he was doing there. And, uh, I'm not gonna go in about what to do if someone breaks the rules. Everyone's always talking about that. What? We, oh, he should be this. We should chemically castrate him. Oh, put a dog. Make him... Make him a dog mask and he has to walk around town in a dog mask like the character from the defunct video by Def Punk. I'm not going to say any of that. I don't think these two very rich men in their 50s are going to uh, go much further with this uh, beef. I mean, it was very weird. And it's brought up a lot of sociological questions on Twitter, which is fine. But here's something that I think I haven't looked into it, so I'm not going to get into like a total discussion of it. But Will Smith got the ADHD. Will Smith apparently has ADHD, which is really interesting because I had a psychiatrist, I was talking to the psychiatrist earlier, who... <laughs> In one of our earliest appointments, he was like, watch this video. And he showed me on his phone a video of Will Smith jumping out of an airplane and being scared, but then jumping out and being like, woo! And um, he had a parachute, by the way. My pals didn't believe me about the thing where I'm like, he's probably having a bit of a midlife crisis and trying to like go back to like his tough roots or whatever. I mean, I'm assuming he has tough roots. I probably shouldn't, but, you know. I'm pretty sure that him and DJ Jazzy Jeff are... I just think Philadelphia was... Let's just say you had to have your hand skills. 
But my friends were like, no, no, that's not it. He's like, he's like a billionaire who lives in his own world and makes his own rules. That's what Chris, uh, Willie Nelson, Will Smith, Agent Smith, Will Smith, William Smith, Bill Smith? I guess we could call him Bill Smith. Isn't that fun? Will Smith, the Bill Smith, the Fresh Prince. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air starring Bill Smith. Oh, Bill Smith played Muhammad Ali. He did a great job. I mean, Bill Smith has come a long way from Nightmare on My Street. Have you heard Bill Smith's new single, Getting Jiggy With It? All right, Bill Smith. Um, and I definitely think that has something to do with it. Of course. I mean, his life has been not just public, but like his family has been very public. And what they've been doing, Jada Pinkett Smith has some sort of talk show with like generations of her family around a table. Jaden Smith, very talented. Willow Smith, also very talented. Something about affairs being made public and all the things. And then, you know, there's been some rumors. I can't, won't get into those, but let's just say there have been some rumors. And uh, that is not easy. And that's chaotic. And it sounds to me, and I'm going to look into this, but it sounds to me like Will Smith is someone who is a, a high-achieving person with ADHD. And that his ADHD has served him incredibly well. You know. Um... He's always had something to do. He's talented enough that he's always been able to move from project to project. It sounds like there's been stress involved at times. You know, there's always been something. There was something with the, um, what do you call it? Six Degrees of Separation, playing gay man. I think there were some things he wouldn't do. There was, I mean, whatever. Ever, this is like everyone. But, but what I'm saying is, I think that he has tried to create his own means of treatment for his ADHD. And the richer you get, the more bizarre, bonkers-ass alternatives to just cognitive behavioral therapy or, uh, what's it called, the one I really like, dialectical behavioral therapy, uh, straight up, meditation stilling your mind which in the mystery of chess boxing there's a really great part where one of the the chess master sort of uh, slash kung fu master just keeps saying to the guy a calm mind is natural a calm mind is natural and I think that keeping our mind calm is so simple as an, as an action that it's difficult. And I think that we create a lot of complications around simple things that are hard to do in order to mask that it can just be hard to, like, leave your apartment. <laughs> to get up out of bed. That these 
feel colossal and sometimes are not achieved. And so instead of saying, I'm going to take a moment and let it pass, instead it becomes about, you know, envision you turning, getting up, envision you turning the doorknob, you know. I mean, that works. But I'm just saying it's all... It's all pretty simple, and it's all, it's all about self-doubt. That's an irony. Is ADHD, in my experience, has filled me with crippling self-doubt. To the point that it actually affects your performance, creating more self-doubt that you feel is grounded in reality but I don't think Will Smith has had to deal with that. He's had a whole other journey with this. And overreacting, strong reactions. Uh, what was, I had a word I was thinking of specifically, like o overreaction, but it wasn't that word, but it, it d does essentially it mean the same thing, like, um, outsized reactions. That's the word. I, that's a phrase I was thinking of. What he had with Chris Rock was an outsized reaction. If Chris Rock had made that joke and Will Smith had yelled, keep my wife's name out of your mouth without getting up and slapping him, I think that the um, dialogue about this would be meaningful. But because there was the f hitting a guy at the beginning of it, like, how are we even going to have a talk about what happened? It becomes a different thing. You know, it, it, it becomes... And I think maybe that's why so many people are relating to it, is... Because if you've been in relationships where you've had to work hard, <laughs> if you've had traumatic experiences, if you're fighting to keep it together, PTSD and neurodiverse um, comorbidities that often happen with neurodiversity uh, are very similar. And one of those is outside reactions to situations. And, um, what do they call it? Oppositional, uh, RSD, resistance. There, there's rejection sensitivity disorder, and then there's also the, uh, essentially a resistance. So the idea of not always working well with, uh, authority, essentially or being challenged, you know, not so much rejected, but challenged or criticized. Again, very related. And an outsized reaction, a reaction that is less, is unnecessary based on the size of what happened. Um, is, uh, often the reaction. And I know the visceral thing to think. 
I know the visceral thing to think. I've listened to enough. I've done music. I've been tackled when I've performed. We've been... I've had all that. Like, I understand... I, I don't view the stage, especially for a comedian, as necessarily a safe place for that comedian. I've rarely performed in 100% safe places. Um, does that mean that they should get in... Get people should be violent to them? No. Not at all. Or it's never, but... Like, it's a possibility. And, um, and it can happen the other way, frankly. You know, so there are some very famous videos you can find of uh, some this comedian in the 80s smashing his guitar over a heckler's head and things like that. But, but yeah, I, I guess what I'm just trying to say is to me this is looking on a very surface level. I'm going to look into Will Smith and what's going on with his ADHD. You know, maybe he's all about reading up on it and trying to deal with it. But I get the feeling, you know, he's... Uh, I think he probably does the exercise part. I'm sure that really helps. I think having kids helps. They direct your focus. Um, I just think that maybe he hasn't... Well, I don't know anything about it. But I'm interested. I, I just feel like we, we live in an age that is now a lot of younger people are really aware of ADD and like what it, how it's affected their lives, their behavior, almost to the extent that it's, it's controlling our, uh, the way we see ourselves. And that can be a danger. But I think that there's, like, one generation above where it's all like, well, maybe I have ADD, but, like, I've found the perfect occupation. It's like, great, did you also find the perfect companion? Did you also find the perfect environment to be in? You know, it's just... Uh, it. Or do you have management tools for this that are simple? And I am fighting for this. I mean, obviously, I'm projecting hard here. Because I am, it has been the most challenging two years. And I tried, but now we're done with it. And it's hard, you know? And honestly, when I saw that thing with Chris Rock, Will Smith, Jada Kiss, Jada, thank it, Smith. It made me think maybe it's hard for them, too. So don't go online and get so hard on any of the people here. Keep lots of perspectives in mind. There are no lives on the line here. It's worth talking about. It's worth discussing. Wondering why one person thinks this, the other person thinks that. But it's not life and death. And who's Zendaya? Zendaya. Who? Just point them out to me. I know I sound like an old guy, but it's just like we haven't... I saw Dune. So Zendaya's, Zendaya's, Zendaya's in that. 
but I still have the problem where if she committed a crime against me, I could not identify her in the lineup. So it is a danger that I don't really know who Zendaya is. So you have to write me at weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know how you're doing, what you think of my big Will Smith theory. (laughs) I'll listen to you. But if you're mean, I won't listen to you. Gotta be nice. Uh, Yeah, so if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can contribute to the coffers at ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. That is the best way to contribute. I would love it if you threw me a buck or two. The money is always very appreciated. It makes it easier for me to record episodes. That is just a fact. The more that this is a source of money for me, the easier it is for me to do it. I'll keep doing it. I love doing it. I'm not threatening anybody here. I want to do this all the time, though. It's so nice. And I hope it's nice to listen to. ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. Second best way, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Third best way, go to Bandcamp, nickflanagan.bandcamp.com. This should be out on Bandcamp Friday, so if you buy my album, uh, all the proceeds go to me. I think they somehow still take something out, but I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Shout out to Bandcamp, recently purchased by the video game company Epic, who made Fortnite. Isn't that weird? Um, what else can I say? Uh, lots of good music out there. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that soon. Watch some kung fu movies. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.